the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon on this very, very warm and hot Wednesday. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I want to say uh, good afternoon to everyone joining us on our live stream that we do 12 to 1 each day. And then when there's breaking news, uh, we do that as well. Then we often do, well, actually, we every night now we do one after dark, uh, sometime between 7 o'clock and 8 o'clock. But again, for uh, breaking news in... Um, it's, again, a very difficult day, but good afternoon, everybody. If you'd like to watch the live stream, all you have to do is find the um, Facebook page, John DePietro Show on Facebook, and you can find it. I want to give a, before we, um, very, very bad fire in Cumberland. Very, very bad fire in uh, Cumberland. Uh, three alarm blaze, four alarm blaze, terrible. Um, it is uh, brutally Brutally hot. Gould Street this morning. And um, they have four alarm fire on Gould Street and just heavy, heavy flames. How that a lot of fires lately. Have you noticed that? But right now, just so we're all clear and conscious just how brutal it is outside right now, uh, depending on where you are, 91 degrees feels like 100 different parts of the state are actually uh, warmer than some others, and then some places it actually feels like 102. So it's going to be warm all afternoon, and then um, it'll start to cool down. Threat of a thunderstorm tonight. The weather's the big story, and then it it really cools off uh, tomorrow. Unfortunately, potential showers over the course of the Fourth of July weekend, and then and we'll see what go from there. This portion of the of the program, folks, though, is um, yeah, that's that's exactly right. The uh, the bridge was definitely. The uh, the crooked bridge was seemingly. Can you imagine that, yeah, folks? A lot of fires in Rhode Island lately, um, but that that bridge was definitely uh, set on fire. Um, we'll see how that is investigated. There, there's no question. I should have been out there last night. I apologize. That is my fault for not being out there. But folks, this portion of the program on this Wednesday. Now listen, they're open seven days a week, and after today, the weather's going to cool off. There'll be some. Uh, I believe there'll be some. Some showers and some rain, but uh, remember, Rhode Island's uh, number one garden center is open. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, where they have the homegrown hanging pots still available, 10-inch, 12-inch, also 14-inch moss baskets. You're not going to find anything this beautiful anywhere else. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They have their annual flats, 4-inch pots, a large selection of perennials, 12-inch patio pots. Look beautiful on your deck, your patio. I love a nice patio. Vegetables and herbs, trees and shrubs, landscape materials, screen loom, mulch, dark pine, the black and hemlock, crushed stone. Stop off and see them. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center right off of Route 4. Look for them on Facebook. They um, have a great Facebook page that they're always updating and... As service continues to be a major problem right now or lack of service, you heard Dan McGowan saying, you know, he went into a place and there was a sign that said, listen, please don't complain about our service. Our servers are doing the best job they can. But there is a worker shortage because they're paying all these people basically not to work for the summer. So you have um, high unemployment, but a worker shortage. Uh, but stop it and see them because it's it's Debbie and Steve and Junior and Byron. The service is great. It's the best PR landscape materials and garden center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. I'm in there all the time and they have such a nice selection. The. Um, excuse me, the the um, the worker shortage is real. As Dan McGowan mentioned, I mentioned, you know, he had mentioned that Greg's restaurant <clears throat> is uh, no longer serving breakfast. And on weekends, uh, Greg's Restaurant does a pretty good business as far as um, breakfast. But I received um, a message from a friend of mine last night. He's down in Narragansett and said to whoever he was with, hey, let's go watch 
I guess the Red Sox were on. Let's go watch the Red Sox game at Twin Willows. So, yeah, let's go. We'll sit at the bar, have something to eat, have some snacks. And they get there, and they're open. Twin Willows has just been there forever. Right in uh, Narragansett, Bonnet Shores area, uh, Boston Neck Road. And so they saddle up to the bar at, at uh, Twin Willows, and, and they have a sign. They don't offer food anymore on Monday nights or Tuesday nights because they don't have the workers. So, folks, this is going to be a constant theme through the summer. And, and when this first happened... There were the business people, so many of you, like our friend David from Brood Awakenings and others across the country, really, that were saying, listen, this is wrong. And, you know, uh, President Biden and uh, Commerce Secretary Raimondo was saying, oh, no, people are worried about COVID and that's why they're not, you know, going back to work. It's not about that. As the Wall Street Journal wrote, and I quote them so often, it's very simple. If you pay people not to work, people won't work. And so people are taking the summer off. People are saying, I'm going to take unemployment for July and August, and then I'll go back after Labor Day. And this president, who is, um, listen, he's riding the wave right now. But him, like, you know, the I can't stand the whispering. He and the vice president already, they just, you know, and I was, like many of you, so disappointed with the election in November. And I still, you know, this business of, you know, can you prove massive fraud? Look what's going on in New York. Elections aren't even legitimate anymore. I can tell you the election of Rhode Island was not legitimate. But there's no way that that was fully legitimate. No, I don't believe that. I believe the Trump people got out and voted on Election Day. And, and, And I don't know in some of these other states. And I'm not going so far as to saying... You know, levers were set. I'm not saying that type of thing. I'm talking about, I know in Rhode Island, there are people that are voting who should not be voting. There are people on the voter rolls. There are people that were giving absentee ballots, unrequested absentee ballot applications, absentee voter ballots that um, that were voting. And so, and a lot of people in Massachusetts voted New Hampshire and on and on it, it goes. The voting definitely needs to be reformed. But But, you know, for President Biden to say, hey, guess what? If you're a business, you got to pay more because now you're competing with the U.S. government for paying workers. It was never designed for that. We are in an unprecedented time. We're basically under the Biden administration. Do you know that there's a great piece? It's the entitlements, stupid. The guaranteed nature of Biden spending is the real threat to America's economic future. Folks, there's there's no way they continue, continue to spend this way without at some point there's going to be massive tax increases. And already you're seeing the price of gas. But you know that some people broke it down and there's a study that right now nearly half of the country are basically now receiving entitlements. There's, there's nothing healthy about that. It should be going the other way. For a healthy economy, it should be just the opposite of that. But for the first time in U.S. history, more than half of working age households would be on the entitlement rolls if the plan were enacted in its current form. Think of that. 50% of the nation, 50% of those working age on welfare. It's unsustainable. And and this is this, you know, and he is just clueless. He is, you know, and I hate the whispering. I hate I hate the whole act. Um, and and the the vice president, Harris, is incompetent. She's not going to solve any crisis. This listen, they're trying to get these people over the border to get them to register to vote. I mean, that's what's going on. And so here it is. You know, this weekend is the 4th of July. I am telling you over the next two months. You're going to have people on vacation say, hey, I'm on vacation. Let's go out to dinner. And guess what? The, the restaurant closed or can't serve food or they're not open on a Sunday night. They don't have the workforce. And there are governors that are cutting it off. This governor chose not to. And we're also in a part of the country where uh, the media also doesn't challenge that type of, of premise either. But it has nothing to do with covid these people that are being paid not to work, they're going out, they're going to the beach, they're going to Twin River, they're going wherever they want to go and doing whatever they want to do. And they're getting paid and they're getting the 300 extra a week from the government unemployment plus their regular unemployment. 
And I am, again, I am predicting right now on this final day of June, you mark my words, when August rolls around in September, they will start complaining. They still don't feel safe about going back in. And it's like one thing after another. And and there is, you know, right now, do you know in L.A., because of the, the, the latest strain that is out there, that they're once again in Los Angeles telling people to wear masks inside? Folks, that you you know that that is going to be swinging back. Now, today, um, <clears throat> Governor McKee held a press briefing to say that come the fall that, you know, they want the kids back in school. And if you were vaccinated, they don't have to wear a mask. And I, I, I will believe it when I see it. And they're saying right now that they're not going to have remote learning. But. Nothing against the education commissioner and Governor McKee. The, the teachers unions have two months to work on this. And they, they'll take July off. But you watch. When August rolls around, you're going to hear a lot more about the strains. As the Biden, as uh, President Biden, as his approval ratings continue to decline, what do you think they're going to do? The strain is back. We need to go back to lockdown. Everybody's got to start wearing the masks again. See, folks, it really is an element of control. There really is an element. If you can get people to stay at home or get people, you have to wear the mask. It's what you're really doing is training them to fall in line. I mean, and that is very apparent. And that's why there's certain individuals like we've talked about. They never want the pandemic to end. And a lot of people are saying, hopefully now with these town meetings and school committee and zoning, and they're going to they are not going to get off the Zoom because it's a form of control. And you're really seeing it locally. So Governor McKee, it is true. He had a press briefing today and I take him at his word, but that'll be his first test. And think of this next September. He's going to be in a primary. They had a press conference this morning. Rhode Island schools returned to full capacity this fall. No masks for fully vaccinated. Well, I'll tell you what's wrong about that. There's a lot. There's no reason a lot of children need to be vaccinated. A lot of people don't have the children vaccinated. And this business that children that if you don't get the vaccine have to wear the mask. It, it's just it's not going to hold. And Governor McKee, with a year before his primary For a gubernatorial Democrat primary, he is not going to push against the teachers unions. They're not. And it is real. And the teachers unions who they have found, you know what? I like teaching from my kitchen. I like teaching from my dining room table. Uh, The fact that I don't have to drive into Providence, Pawtucket, wherever. You know what? I've decided I kind of like the distance learning thing. By the way, there's no learning going on at all. But. Has, have any of them made less money? No. So they're not going to make big waves here. They'll let in the fall, the COVID numbers will start to go back up. And the fact of the matter is, <clears throat> um, in the fall, much like the flu, the COVID numbers will go up. There will be another strain. Certain places will start to react to it. And they'll play upon that. They will absolutely play upon that and then try to, you know, once again, argue that they should not be back for um, for school. So I, I as much as again, they can. I, to me, I've kind of seen this movie before, you know, what they're saying in June, what they want to have happen. If you remember, it was a year ago that then, quote, Governor Amundo said everybody's going back to school the Wednesday before Labor Day. Yeah. How did that work out? Who went back to school the Wednesday before Labor Day? Only the Catholic schools and the private schools. When did the public schools go back? Two weeks after Labor Day. So, again, I'm not going to, you know, this is, uh, they, they, this is to me, this is all like preseason. This is almost like preseason football. Like, let's, let's wait till we get there. Now, <clears throat> there's a lot of activity on the website, to be And again, folks, good afternoon. 
Right now, it is uh, 1220. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is DePietro.com, which is brought by the Coesed Inn. I received the nicest email from Anthony, who said that he and his wife had lunch at the Coesed Inn. They hadn't been there in years. They were scrolling on DePietro.com. and like, you know what? Yeah, we haven't popped in there. Let's go in. 226 Coesed Avenue, Westbrook. Nice and air conditioned. Great menu. They had delicious chowder. They love the food. Folks, stop it and see them. But on the website, DePietro.com, which, by the way, we do have the link for uh, the song. Now, I'm going to play it next hour. We played it in the hour before. But um, great uh, parody song, Clubs with White Faces. It's a tribute to Sheldon Whitehouse. You can hear it yourself. It's right on the website, DePietro.com. But I want to get to, so there is an attorney now for the Pawtucket Cop, lawyer for the Pawtucket Cop. Now, to me, this is under the title of That's My Story and I'm Sticking to It. So, uh, uh, Pawtucket off-duty officer Daniel Dolan, who shot the unarmed teen a week ago tonight. It was last Wednesday night, West Greenwich. His attorney, Michael Colucci, said while he, he could not comment about the ongoing investigation, which, by the way, is not true. He could comment if he wanted to. But said, this is the statement they put out. In various circumstances, police officers, even when off duty, are expected to take action if they can. That is a true statement. Yes. When they see something afoot, that is a true statement. Colucci wrote, we respect the active investigation currently taking place by law enforcement and as such cannot offer any details at this time. Now, that is not true. That officer, could he could come out and say anything he wants. However, after, reading, uh, after having read local media accounts as expressed by counsel for the injured party, I can say such accounts are highly disputed. Now, he doesn't say what. That is true. But any officer will tell you. Let's just say you are a police officer and you're in a bank. And suddenly the bank is being robbed. You are not obligated. You're off duty. You're in a bank. Suddenly there's a robbery. You are not obligated to suddenly jump into action. You know what they say? Be a good witness. Be a good witness. Phone it in. Just be a good witness. The case will be investigated. So this whole business of in various circumstances, when off duty, they're expected to take action when they see something afoot. He very easily could have called 911. He could very easily could have said, listen, this is Officer Dolan. I'm off duty. I am in West Greenwich. And folks, you can do it as you're right operating talking. <clears throat> I see a vehicle right now, license plate, blah, blah, blah. Here's where they are, and here's what I observed. Easily could have done that. And then let's just say, I'm just going to like, let's just say there was these three teens, <clears throat> two 18-year-olds and a 17-year-old. Let's just pretend they were going to rob someplace. Right. An officer actually sees someone. Maybe it's like that scene in the town when uh, they have on the nuns masks and then the kid on the sidewalk in the north end sees them with the AK right through the window of the car. And that kid's face is like, oh, my God, let's just say while riding on the highway, total hypothetical, he like sees AKs and is like, wow, something big is going down. He phones it in. I'm off duty. Here's what they're driving. Uh, that's where they are right now. You know, pulls up ahead of them, pulls over. He's observing. Maybe he's on the phone with 911. All of this is being recorded. Police jump into action. Go. When they have an investigation, when there is a grand jury, whatever it may be, who do you think one of the witnesses would be? Boom. First one on the stand. There he is, off-duty police officer, Dolan. Do you say, yes, I do. Can you tell us where I was there? What did you observe? I observed some people in the vehicle next to me. They had blah, blah, blah. You now have a solid witness on the stand. That's what they tell police in various circumstances. Police officers, even when off-duty, are expected to take action if they can when they see something afoot. Now, here's the big Million dollar question. What did he see that was afoot? What did he see or what did he think he saw that was afoot? Three kids going to get a pizza? Three kids riding in a car? Two 18-year-olds and a 17-year-old? 
riding in an Audi using their blinker? <clears throat> this is a very easy question. And by the way, this attorney Colucci, he could easily say, for example, blah, blah. He, there's no rules right now. They're investigating. The judge hasn't put like a, he could say whatever the hell he wants. So, but we respect it. So we're not going to offer, what do you mean you're not going to offer any details? Here's a very important question. The night of the incident, did the officer, as he's standing there having a cigarette after he shot the 18-year-old, did he give the police on scene a statement? It's a yes or no question. That's one of the first questions that I want to ask during the investigation when they finally come forward. And I also want to ask uh, attorney Michael Colucci, did he offer a statement right there? If this is solid, if he was uh, seeing something afoot, if he felt even though I'm off duty, I'm expected to take action. Did he give a statement that night? I'm not saying when the police pulled up. And he's talking to the police. I'm talking about, okay, they get out their recorder and say, because I've seen them do this in the scene, they press record. All right, I'm here with uh, Pawtucket Police Officer Daniel Dolan. Uh, Can you state your name, date of birth, blah, blah, blah. All right, for the record, what did you see? Did he give a statement like that? If he saw something afoot and he was expecting, hey, even though I'm off duty, I am expected to take action. That would be, that is, you know, the real crux of it right there. Now, if he did not give a statement, then that means that night, as this whole thing, as the 18-year-old honest student is sitting there with his arm almost shot off, and the idiot is standing there, if he then wouldn't give a statement, then that tells you, to me, all you need to know. And I have heard he did not give a statement. Or as they started to talk to him, they said, uh, maybe you better not get. Now, I have questions on all this. I also want to know, I already have my list of questions. Was he drug tested at the scene? Was he given a breathalyzer at the scene? They were talking to police. Did they give a breathalyzer? Did they give a drug test right there? Did he give a statement? Why didn't he give a statement? If he didn't give a statement, then I don't know why he wasn't arrested. Now, there's an, another element. Of this story with this Pawtucket officer, I am trying to track down. If this is the case, then it's very, very disappointing from the Rhode Island State Police. But I'm going to withhold judgment until I find out about that. Folks, I want to remind you that, and again, good afternoon at 1227. It's John DePietro, AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by J. Perry Paving. Folks, J, letter J, J. Perry Paving, they provide high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 20 years experience specializing commercial paving, residential paving, also in patios. Hey, get your driveway paved. J. Perry Paving. Give them a call today. Free quote at 732-1730-401-732-1730-J, letter J, J. Perry Paving. Give them a call today. You can also find them on Facebook, especially why not get your driveway paved? Why not get your driveway paved? And if, in fact, you are a veteran, then no one will give you a better deal than J. Perry Paving. Folks, give them a call today. Free quote, 401-732-1730. Now listen, it's hot today, but it is going to cool off. And why not get your driveway paved? It's a good investment in your home, and it looks good. And especially, you know, the blacktop looks great. The benefits of asphalt paving, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, I mean... Benefits of asphalt, affordable, smooth, safe to drive on. Uh, It looks good. The ice melts right off it. Letter J, J. Perry Paving, licensed, insured, contracting company committed to meeting the needs of their client, no matter how big or small. But they especially have a great package for veterans. Call today, free quote. Letter J, J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730, 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. Now, I do have a uh, press release from the Providence Police Department uh, investigating illegal prostitution operation, three individuals apprehended. So they're working with the FBI 
obtained search warrants, three locations, 15 Borough Street, Providence, uh, 40 High Service Road, North Providence, uh, 1911 Westminster Street, Providence. So, and this was two days ago, they executed the search warrants. I was in communication with people in uh, North Providence. The subjects are identified as uh, Blanca Hernandez age 52 in North Providence, Julio Hernandez, age 48 in North Providence, Carlos Lopez, 57 of Providence. They were charged with uh, pandering, maintaining a nuisance, conspiracy. So this was a, um, a huge deal where the uh, FBI uh, jumped into action and then apprehended these individuals. Folks, you notice that, you know, the police are definitely uh, on their game. And I also... I know a lot of the activists are upset that as far as police reform, um, as far as police reform, that Rhode Island lawmakers, they're not touching anything right now. And there's even a piece, you know, Rhode Island lawmakers promised police reform. They didn't deliver. There's too many different parts of this. There's too many different missing pieces of it. There's too many uh, different pieces of the puzzle. And they did not get a done deal here. And I know, you know, the defund the police was a big screaming in last year and all the carrying on. But when it came down to it, you know why? Because the bottom line is um, in the the, basic folks, you, you do not support defunding the police. We do not support defunding the police. It is ludicrous. By the way, I also hope that that rallying cry does not go away because defund the police is is um, very destructive for the progressives. Regular citizens are not on board with that in any way. So make no mistake about it. I hope that the whole defund the police movement, I hope it doesn't go to, it's not going to go away. Now there are some different pockets um, um, there are some different pockets of it that is taking hold, but you know, not not everywhere. I also um, let's see. This is a uh, Providence State report blames Ellenus Slater problems on hospital leadership. This is uh, Patrick Anderson, and he writes: It's always a little jarring to hear Ramundo appointees now dismiss decisions of the prior administration. They were part of a few months ago. It would seem that everything now is really coming apart at the seams. But, folks, much like we have said about Governor Raimondo, let's face it, she was focused, the governor was focused on moving up the ladder. She was not focused. There's so many things. When Governor Raimondo last summer started being vetted to be potentially VP for Vice President Biden, and that was even, you know, that was going on last summer. Uh, talk, talk about, you know, eye off the ball. I mean, they basically, um, and then she didn't get it. And then you could say that she was engaged. But a lot of the problems that uh, have fallen have come up. Let's, you know, let's be honest. It's because Governor Mundo had her focus and attention elsewhere. I mean, that's, that's just the fact of the matter. That was going on. But it is interesting now that certain people that worked for her, appointed by her, having no problem teeing her up and going after her on some of the mistakes that were made. Now, folks, right now, good afternoon. It's 1233. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, you can always listen online at the website, depetro.com. Hold on. I want to just... Um, Oh, okay. Uh, I just want to check the temperature. This is going to be another one of those mind-blowing hot days. Depending on where you are right now, it's 93 degrees, but it feels like 102. So it is, um, let me just check the, let's see, right now, yeah, basically outside, wherever you are, it feels like 102 out right now. That's why, folks, maybe this is finally the time that you say, you know what, I'm ready to call R.E. Coogan, and I want to find out about a cooling system because central air is a game changer. Central air is a game changer for your home. R.E. Now, it's R.E. Coogan and Heating. Coogan Heating, helpful, trustworthy, reliable, plumbing, heating, and obviously cooling. How is your cooling system holding up with all this heat? It's going to be a hot summer. Call R.E. Coogan Heating today at 401 401- 
732-6562. Now, right now, it's 1235. It's Wednesday, the final day of June. Do you need a good plumber? Or maybe you need someone to look at your cooling system. Call R.E. Coogan Heating today, 401-732-6562. Find them on Facebook. And again, the website is recooganheating.com. As Googie says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. You know, I hear from so many different uh, listeners and viewers that they were having a problem with their cooling system. They called Coogie. They called in the big guns, and boom, they straightened it out like that, flowing so much better. Maybe it just needs a tune-up, 401-732-6562. Folks, as always, visit the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, and uh, depetro.com, which is sponsored by Soul Source Restoration. Remember, call Mike Seepy and his company. They clean and disinfect residential and commercial properties sole soul source restoration find them online soulsourcerestoration.com or call for a free quote 401 712 2700 401 712 2700 for soul source restoration so everything that they're talking about regarding the back to school i you know all of that uh, sounds good right now Rhode Island public schools to be fully in person this fall let's um Let's wait and see what happens when late August rolls around. Let's wait and see what happens when uh, September rolls around. Because when September rolls around in August, uh, for right now, the teachers' unions, they're on vacation. The school year just ended. They want to take some time off. They want to go on vacation. And they'll they'll let it lie, right? Why? Why? Why pick a fight right now? Nothing's happening right now anyway. Uh, Instead, they will wait until things really kick in uh, as you start to get into August and or even into, um, you know, just as when there's all the talk about going back to school, that's when they will jump in and then they'll start, you know, talking about exactly what their plan is. And I'm not convinced uh, that there won't be distance learning. It's one thing to say it now. But let's see in August rolls around when the rubber really starts to meet the road and then what the decision is going to be. Now, again, folks, good afternoon right now at 1237. I, um, I am hearing that that Pawtucket cop who's under investigation, I am hearing that he actually is out of town. He was allowed to go out of town. Uh, I don't understand why this guy has not been arrested. And right now, I mean, if, if that is the story that they're sticking on, and it certainly sounds, as I write on the website, that he's taking the position of that's my story and I'm sticking to it, then uh, I, I think they have a rough road ahead. I think they have a very uh, rough road ahead. Now, again, they can claim that that's my story. I'm sticking to it. What Following them, that's one thing. Showing the badge, that's one thing. But then firing the gun because he saw something afoot. I, I just, I don't believe it. Uh, I don't believe it. As someone that, you know, we've all seen the tape. And uh, none of that makes sense. But I'll tell you something else that needs to be looked at are all these fires. I mean, that, that uh, the, the crooked bridge in Providence went up last night in flames. Like, what is that all about? Um, there's something... There's, there's a lot of fires lately. Now, I know people want to ask me, what is going on with the, the fire of the Speaker's office? And, and the answer is, you know, uh, the fire mar- state fire marshal in the city of Warwick basically seemingly shut that down in the very beginning. I still don't believe that. I still hear, I am hearing that the uh, fire inspector, that they have a lot of questions about it. So I'm not convinced that that thing is over over but the whole thing is um is still so odd as someone that was someone that was there uh and saw it so now there's another story that the nation is kind of ignoring one of the problems with in the mainstream media should be going with this more and that is one of the reasons and i've i've been in dc i've covered this is when they talk about the border it's the amount of drugs that come over the border. NBC News last night, 
Do you know there's records amount of fentanyl that is so deadly coming over the border? And because the open border, it's leading to more fentanyl deaths. Migrants at the border, but now another troubling trend. Staggering rise of drug smuggling. Dave Gutierrez is at the border. Near El Paso, Texas. It's not just desperate families turning themselves into the border patrol, but adult men running away from the agents. Mostly adults seeking asylum. Now, with authorities tied up processing a historic number of migrants, more drug smuggling in the desert. For the first time, fentanyl is being smuggled between the ports of entry. Fentanyl being pushed through the desert around El Paso is up more than 355% compared to last year, and 4,000% more than 2018. What makes it so easy to smuggle? The cartel find ways to uh, intimidate uh, migrants and find ways to uh, illegally have them transport that Fentanyl pills are smaller, more potent, and more profitable than marijuana. DEA sources tell NBC News the Mexican cartels are increasingly producing the drug themselves with raw and unregulated materials from China. Don't think something like this cannot happen to your family. Matt Capaluto's 20-year-old daughter, Alexandra, ingested what she thought was an oxycodone pill in 2019, but it turned out to be fentanyl. She died two days before Christmas. Uh, Don't take your kids for granted. Tell them you love them every day. He calls it not an overdose, but a poisoning, a haunting reminder of what's at stake at the border. Gabe Gutierrez, NBC News, Sunland Park, New Mexico. Now, there's obviously a reason why you don't hear a lot of that um, being talked about is because that's one of the effects of having an open border. Now, also, I talked about last hour, Energy Secretary, Biden Energy Secretary, And they're trying to get this infrastructure bill juiced up and passed the way they want it passed. How far is the Biden administration willing to go? Here's the energy secretary trying to say, and she's being widely criticized. I talked about this last hour, trying to say that the reason the building collapsed in Florida is because of climate well, change. We don't know fully, Here we go. We do know Here we go. In terms of in terms of climate, you brought up what's happening. What we're seeing in the Pacific Northwest. Um, we've been talking a lot about what happened in Florida at the Surfside condominium building that collapsed. We don't know exactly what happened at this point. But given what we know about the changing climate, given that we've seen an increase in these so-called extraordinary tides and the impact that that can have in areas like South Florida, do you think that climate could have played a role in that building's collapse. Well, obviously, we don't know fully, but we do know that that the seas are rising. We know that we're losing inches and inches of beaches, not just in Florida, but all around. Um, You know, Lake Michigan, where I'm from, they, you know, we've seen the loss of beaches because the the waters are rising. So, you know, this is a phenomenon that will continue, whether it will have to wait to see what the analysis is for this building but the issue about resiliency and making sure we adapt to this changing climate that's going to mean levees need to be built that means seawalls need to be built that means infrastructure needs to be built we need to make sure that we invest enough in clearing out the forests so we don't have these weather events we need to invest in hardening our transmission lines maybe burying wires so that we can protect areas that are like tinderbox there's so much investment that we need to do to protect ourselves from climate change northwest so let's let's scare people about what happened with the building collapse and use this as an opportunity to get all these things done that we want i mean can you imagine doing that right now in that situation in florida folks is um I mean, I, I, there's nothing good coming out of Florida right now because the latest I saw, uh, is there anyone that thinks that they're going to find those people alive? I mean, it's so terrible. I mean, the latest I believe I saw was 149 still missing. And they have, it's like 12 people confirmed dead or 15 confirmed dead. It is, um, it, it is just uh, horrible. But there, there were... And the president's going there tomorrow. 16 dead, 147 still missing with the building uh, partial collapse, partial collapse in Florida. And then 
you know, President Biden will be going there with the first lady. So 16 dead, 147 missing. But I, I, I have yet to see them pull anyone out that would lead me to believe that of the 147, that in fact, that there will be, um, that there'll be anything close to that. Uh, anyone recovered from that, unfortunately, tragically, actually. So it would certainly seem to be that we're looking at around when this thing whole thing is said and done 164 dead i mean absolutely uh horrendous absolutely horrendous now i also want to um the uh, olympic athlete who is talking about the national anthem and how it's insulting the black people i'm going to play some of the sound of her i can't stand her i don't get the whole thing by the way what is she with the bright red lipstick Looks like clown lipstick, and she's got the black mark in the middle, and then she's got a T-shirt that says black activists. Beyond self-absorbed, no clue what the Olympics stand for, no respect for the United States, no respect for our flag, no respect for our traditions, no idea what the United States and freedom and the opportunities it presents someone like herself. I'm going to play her sound in just a moment. But, folks, I want to remind you about our friend Jamie's Power Wash, Jay Freitas Construction, and Jamie's Power Wash. Now, you've heard me talk about him with Handyman Services, Jay Freitas Construction, deck staining. But right now, for these summer months, his bread and butter is Jamie's Power Wash, commercial, residential. Call him today, 401-837-4545. You can find him on Facebook Jamie's Power Wash. Get that deck done. Uh, get the roof done. Get the walkway done. The before and afters are tremendous. Jamie's Power Wash. 401-837-4545. 401-837-4545. When outside your home or business, you have some of that green algae and you have moss and you have mildew, get rid of it in the stains. Jamie's Power Wash, wait to see what he can do for your deck or your patio or the side of your garage or the roof. Jamie's Power Wash, 401-837-4545. Again, commercial, residential, he's solid. Look for him on Facebook, Jamie's Power Wash. Let me play. This is the uh, Olympic athlete, uh, Gwen Gwen Berry, who's, this is so absurd, insisting that the national anthem is disrespectful to black Americans. I don't know if you've heard this sound. You know, I don't know her. She well, I, When I mean that, I mean, I was unfamiliar with her as an athlete. Obviously, I don't know her, but um, we, what is she talking about? I don't know where these people come up with this stuff. And no one ever seems to inject, like, truth, history, or logic into the discussion. But this is her saying that to play the national anthem is disrespectful to black Americans. You've never heard that? When they play it before an NBA game. You've never heard that before an NFL game. You've never heard that before the Olympics before, before a baseball game. Does does this mean that this is going to be the new Colin Kaepernick instead of kneeling, that they turn away from the flag when they're playing the national anthem? So this is, I can't stand her. If she is one of our Olympic athletes, I am rooting for her to come in last. Behind Iran and North Korea. All right, here is Olympic athlete Gwen Berry. Let's hear her sound of uh, of this friendly territory, by the way. But let's hear her. I just want to ask, uh, what is it about the national anthem or that whole scenario that made you feel so uncomfortable? Why didn't you want to, uh, you know, acknowledge that part? History. If you know your history you know the full song of the national anthem. The third paragraph speaks to slaves in America, our blood being slain and, and pilchered all over the floor. It's disrespectful and it does not speak for black Americans. It's obvious. There's no, there's no question. Now, you were quoted as saying that you didn't want to do that because the um, anthem did not represent you. So now, you know, we have to ask, uh, what is your response to people that are sort of demonizing or choosing to take what you did in a negative light? What do you say to the folks that now say, why be on uh, Team USA if you don't want to represent the flag? Yes. I never said that I didn't want to go to the Olympic Games. That's why I competed and got third and made the team. I never said that I hated the country. 
never said that. All I said was I respect my people enough to not stand or acknowledge something that disrespects them. About the listen, national you can't, whole scenario. listen, you can't have it both ways. If it makes you that uncomfortable to be an American with our national anthem, my peoples, what are you talking about? Then you don't belong on the team. See, this is another self-absorbed, spoiled athlete. Wants to be an activist. I, I, I hope they get her on. She should not. She should not be representing the United States. Hey, listen. If you're that uncomfortable, if you're that uncomfortable representing the United States, you know what the good news is? You don't have to represent us. You don't have to represent the country. You have no idea what you're talking about. That the national anthem is disrespectful to Black Americans. Let me hear her ridiculous sound again. What is it about the national anthem or that whole scenario that made you feel so uncomfortable? Why didn't you want to, uh, you know, acknowledge that part? history if you know your history you know the full song of the national anthem the third paragraph speaks to slaves in america our blood being slain and and pilchered all over the floor it's disrespectful and it does not speak for black americans it's obvious there's no there's no question now you were quoted as saying that you didn't want to do that because the um, anthem did not represent you. So now you know we have to ask, uh, what is your response to people that are sort of demonizing or choosing to take what you did in a negative light? What do you say to the folks that now say, why be on uh, Team USA if you don't want to represent the flag? I never said that I didn't want to go to the Olympic Games. That's why I competed and got third and made the team. I never said that I hated the country. Never said that. All I said was I respect my people enough to not stand or acknowledge something that disrespects them. I love my people. She loves the endorsements that she may get. Um, Jose, can you see by the dawn's early light, so proudly we hail Twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight. Ramparts we watch gallantly streaming, and the rocket's red glare, bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night the flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave over the land of the free and the home of the brave. What are you talking about? She takes the perilous fight is about slavery? Oh, my God, these people. Don't, then don't be on the team. Don't be on. There's the good news. You know what? Colin Kaepernick was very uncomfortable when he had to stand for the national anthem. And you know what? They, they, the, the other NFL teams were able to accommodate him. You don't want to play? You don't want to stand for the national anthem? Here's the good news. You don't have to. No one is going to pay you to stand on the sidelines or play on a Sunday anymore. No one wants to put you through that. Life is going to go on. The sport is going to go on. And she is not a hero my peoples, I have no idea what she's talking about. Folks, right now at 12.53, good afternoon. Now, again, we go until 2 o'clock. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Gwen Berry, let her be on the team. I hope she fails. I hope she fails. Uh, I'll be rooting for everyone other than her. What they want are endorsements. That's it. She doesn't have to compete, and she looks foolish. She looks foolish with that clown makeup, and she's got like a black line through her lip. That's an Olympic athlete. You're uncomfortable representing the United States? Fantastic. Guess what? You know what the good news is? Not a problem. That's the good news. Folks, right now at 1253, I want to appeal to anyone that's listening right now. Now, on this Wednesday, if you're listening to the John DePietro Show and you're in an auto accident, or a motorcycle accident, or maybe you were involved with some kind of a workplace injury. If you were hurt, you need someone that's going to fight for you. You need to fight back and call Jack. Jack Calvino, 401-785-9400. Free consultation or online, fightbackcalljack.com. Now, hear me out. In a perfect world, let's just say you were in an accident. A perfect situation would be the other party says, listen, for your pain and suffering, we want to offer you the following. I wish it worked that way. It doesn't work that way. They offer you like pennies on the dollar. You need a fighter. You need Jack Calvino, 
785-9400. He has 50 years personal experience, 100 years combined total with the staff. Remember what we say, fight back, call Jack. I'm talking about a free consultation, Jack Calvino, 401-785-9400, 401-785-9400, or online, fightbackcalljack.com. Auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, domestic abuse, or dog bite, fight back, call Jack, 401-785-9400. Well, folks, good afternoon. Again, it's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Again, we go, uh, we start at 11. We go until 2. You can always listen on the website, DePietro.com. I'm seeing some stuff now. State report blames Ellen's later problems on hospital leadership. Some of the stuff that was going on is just absolutely obscene. And uh, I find it kind of amusing that the McKee administration, why not? You know, that's the old rule. Something goes wrong, blame the person there before you. Start at the top in a newly released report. State Health and Human Service Secretary Wameta Jones wrote, current leadership has lost the trust and confidence of the staff. Uh, descriptions of dysfunction at the highest levels, entrenched insular culture, not always characterized professionalism. Uh, they did not recommend wholesale changes. We'll address her findings. Um, Let's see. Reevaluate the structure of the leadership team. Reassess the current job classes and salaries. Some of these people, folks, are making big money. As for the hospital itself, the buildings, ground, licensing, staffing, put a halt on the downsizing plan. But we're going to wait to see exactly what Governor Mejia comes out. But this is, I believe, where uh, each patient was costing $500,000, which, as you, you know, come on. I mean, it's like complete abuse and completely uh, ridiculous. So now also, folks, we're getting some breaking news. The judge has vacated the Bill Cosby conviction and ordered his release from jail right now. So this is just breaking. We'll have a little bit more. Cosby free. Court overturns the conviction, bars further prosecution, unfair trial released from prison immediately how about that now also showdown desantis fused with trump over florida maga rally mid condo collapse search now this i have not heard uh desantis feuds with trump rally former president trump is rejecting pleas from the the governor to postpone a campaign style route that's right this weekend supposed to be i think it was going to be in tampa it's in tampa this saturday right um because of what's going on there postpone the rally in sarasota uh they need to read the room um but the trump campaign is holding firm nobody wants to cancel that's an interesting dynamic so i um i'm gonna wait to see on that i'm not gonna pick sides in that i like both but i think what governor santis is trying to say is you you recognize we're still dealing with getting bodies out of this uh collapsed building maybe this isn't the right time for the rally. Maybe you could have it on another time, a little bit later this summer. There's no election going on. Uh, you know, um, and I recognize it's also the buildings in South Florida and the rally is going to be in, I believe, in Sarasota, Sarasota, Tampa. So um, that is uh, definitely a new development. So, folks, next hour, that and also, you know, the situation with Tucker Carlson being spied on, I'm going to have an update on that. More on this Pawtucket cop as well. It's John DePietro, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Now, right now, it's 1259 on this very hot Wednesday. Uh, thank goodness the weather's going to break uh, later this afternoon. But right now, real-time temperature, it feels like, it feels like depending on where you are, 102 or 103 degrees outside. So um, we have another hour to go. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock, uh, 1 o'clock news and then right now, in parts of the state, feels like 106, 106 outside. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. We have another full hour to go. The Power Hour is next. You can listen on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. We're also going to play the Sheldon Whitehouse parody song, Clubs, Private Clubs with White Faces. You're going to like it. It's John DePietro on this final day of June. The Power Hour is next. 
after the one o'clock news on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM.